The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Let me tell you about who deserves a shot in the United States Heavyweight. Let's hear it. I'm the champion. I ought to know. You know, I've, I've been sizing up guys since I came to the WCW. And I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned a title shot, El Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler. You're a great technician in the ring, and you're a jam-up guy. Whoa. I don't see any Whoa. reason. Wait a minute. El Dandy has been wrestling in, in, in the cruiserweight division here. Please. He's a great wrestler. Great wrestler, but thank goodness sakes, at 50 pounds. Who are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy? Because this guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious professionals. How about hypnosis? Let's get thrown Psychosis? Psychosis? Whatever. Whatever. He's a great wrestler. Hello and welcome to the Russellcast episode 240. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and I'm joined by my SmackDown Matters correspondent, Miss Didi Jonet. Hey friend. What's going on, friend? How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good on Thursday night before Super Showdown. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. that thing in that place. Yeah, that unnamed place that they keep saying, Jetta. The only Jetta I know is a Volkswagen. <laughs> this is the WrestleCast. We can be found on the CSPN each and every week by visiting the website, www.cspn.us. You can also find the WrestleCast on Google Play iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, and YouTube. So, Miss Didi Janae, we're going to just talk about the matches on the card. We're not going to play who you got. Yeah. Just going to let everybody know what's going to happen in Jeddah on Friday. The hashtag, if you care to live tweet, will be hashtag bloodmoneycast. That won the vote <laughs> that we had uh, this week. So that will be the hashtag that we will use for our live tweets on Friday starting at 2 p.m. So on the kickoff show, we're going to have the Usos and the Revival. Lars Sullivan is taking on the Lucha House Party. There's going to be a 50-man battle royal. Braun Strowman is taking on Bobby Lashley. Finn Balor and Andrade are going to wrestle for the Intercontinental Championship. Triple H will face Randy Orton. Roman Reigns versus Shane McMahon. Kofi Kingston will try to get the WWE Championship away from, or keep the championship away from, excuse me, Dolph Ziggler. Seth Rollins will defend his Universal Championship against Baron Corbin. And the main event will be Goldberg versus The Undertaker. Miss Didi Janay, your thoughts? Mm-hmm. Um, they got a lot of nerve putting the Usos on the kickoff show and not the Lucha House Party. That's about all I got. There's <laughs> a 50 man battle royal. Hopefully, this year Titus takes his time coming down to the ring. Oh, yeah, that was that. <laughs> yes, it was. Um, I mean, with the 50 man, I guess I'm hoping for. All the people we don't see, like, you know, uh, Wyndham Rotunda's little brother. Oh, yeah, the B team and the 205 yeah. Live guys. Yeah, they're yeah, all, all going to be in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that'll be nice. Yep, yep. Finn Balor versus Andrade should be pretty good. Yeah. 
And, and it's not and it's the demon. Right, that's right. So You're that right. should be even better. So if nothing else, the entrance will be flames. So. With Pyro. Yes. Listen, I know how we feel about the blood money, but if the blood money goes to Pyro, it's like 5% okay, right? <laughs> it, like, does, it does add to the spectacle again. Like, yeah, you know what? We do actually need this. The pyro is so necessary. And my thing is, and I said this last year, if you're going to take their money, why don't you just take enough to cover pyro for all the fun events? Like, just overbuild them. They don't care. They got money to blow. <laughs> right. They want to see Goldberg and Undertaker. That tells you they don't care about wasting money. Listen, if you never wondered, that should tell you all you need to know. So, and we could have had pyro on a Monday, but no. Nah, like like Brock Lesnar's entrance needs to pyro. AJ Styles would would benefit from pyro. Goldberg certainly needs his little sparklers. Like there are so many people. Everybody needs a little bit of something, some a little pop. Mm-hmm. I, I'm definitely with you. So Friday, if you listen to the podcast as it drops, 2 p.m., we will be, I will be, let me put that more specific to me, because I'm like L Dandy. I'm a true professional, and I'm a stand-up guy, so I will be watching and live-tweeting the Super Showdown. We'll talk about NXT 25. Took place this past Saturday night. What a show. We start off with Matt Riddle facing Roderick Strong. Matt Riddle counters out of the Strong Hall with up kicks and then the bro mission follows and elbow strikes. Strong powers up and eats more elbows and the bro Derek, which is like kind of a tombstone version of the Styles Clash. It looks pretty sick, but Matt Riddle got the win. This was an awesome, awesome, awesome opening match. Really good stuff. Really good chain wrestling, counter wrestling, little MMA. Very impressed with Matt Riddle. If you saw this Didi Jonay, your stock would rise on Matt Riddle. <laughs> I saw part of it. I like him. He's really lanky, though. Like It's a shock to me that he knows what to do with all of his limbs at the same time. <laughs> Have you seen Keith Lee before? No. Okay. I think look him up on your Google machines. Mm-hmm. I think he's just the guy for you. Really? Yes. Well, let's see what the Google says. <laughs> Our next match. Hey, Keith Urban. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see where you're going with it. No, I have seen him. Okay. I didn't know his name. I've seen him. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Ooh, 84. He's older. You know, these little wrestling boys are young now. <laughs> yes. We had a four-way ladder match for the vacant NXT Tag Team Championships. The Street Profits versus Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch versus the Forgotten Sons versus Cal O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. It breaks down as Lorcan and Burch smash the Street Profits with the ladders. Then they toss the ladders, taking out all of the Forgotten Sons. Lorcan and Burch, they climb up the ladder, but the Undisputed Era cuts them off and now they climb up the ladders. Lorcan and Birch, they head back up the ladders, and they all brawl on the four ladders. The Forgotten Sons t- 
topple both of these ladders over and they start to climb up. But Angelo Dawkins makes the save. Montez Ford springs board onto the ladder. Ford knocks off Cutler. And the Street Profits win the NXT Tag Team titles. <laughs> this match was brutal. Really? Oh my gosh. Kyle O'Reilly took some of the nastiest ladder match falls you will ever see. Mm. Oh, his back was all messed up. Even the next day on Twitter, he was like, yes, you know, it hurt when I was doing it. But today he put up the gift from um, Half-Baked. I need a back of Otomy. <laughs> yeah, he got fucked up in this match. Um, Street Profits had the fire entrance. They had the crowd just crunk uh, with all the red cups and everybody dancing. Uh Montez Ford, it was the day after his birthday, so he was extra lit. Had his biggie crown on. They had some fresh outfits. So <laughs> just a crowning achievement for my man, Angelo Dawkins. He's literally been in NXT the longest of anybody there. So this is the first time he's gotten on. This is their first time on TakeOver. All of this stuff. So they knocked down a whole bunch of milestones. With the Street Profits. Uh, Yay. Yeah, so big ups to those guys. Long time coming. The Velveteen Dream. He defended his NXT North American Championship against Tyler Breeze. (laughs) Tyler Breeze hits the beauty shot, but the Velveteen Dream rolls to the floor. You know why? Because he's smart. Breeze follows, but he can't get Velveteen Dream back in the ring, so he just breaks the count himself. Velveteen Dream tries to hit him with the title, but Breeze stops the belt shot. But that distraction allows the Velveteen Dream to hit the Dream Valley Driver, followed up by the Purple Rainmaker Elbow, and the Velveteen Dream retains the North American title. After the match... The Velveteen Dream takes a selfie and poses, mocking Tyler Breeze. Tyler Breeze wants a selfie with the Dream, and they take it as a show of mutual respect. You didn't see this yet? You didn't see this match either? No, I didn't. Oh, it was good. It was a little, had a couple of rough patches here and there, but all in all, good match. Definitely Velveteen Dream. A legend in the making. He was he was dressed up like okay because they were in, I think they were in Connecticut. I want to say they were in Bridgeport. So he was dressed up like Triple H with the <laughs> shirt and the hair up, and he did like the Triple H bow, the old school Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you know Connecticut blue blood type. Yeah. Yeah, he had that kind of thing going on. Cool. We get a Damian Priest slash Punishment Martinez video package, so he's going to be the newest arrival into NXT. Now it's time for the match that Didi Jeunet probably cares about the most. Shayna Baszler facing off against Io Shirai. NXT Women's Championship match. Io Shirai fights off the Caribou to Clutch. 
She hits the shote, and then the top rope moonsault misses. She lands on her feet. She counters the Karafuda clutch again, and she hits a head kick. The bridging cradle gets a two count, but Shayna counters it into the Karafuda clutch. Io Shirai fights. The crowd tries to rally her to her feet, but Shayna Baszler rolls, keeps Io held down. Io fades, and the ref has to wave it off as Shayna Baszler retains the NXT Women's Championship. The girls tried to come down there to give her some help, and Candice LeRae was true to her word. <laughs> she uh, put the beating on them with the kendo stick. One of our followers, I don't know who it is, and I did not favorite the tweet, referred mm-hmm. to the kendo stick as a switch, and yes, that was my <laughs> tweet of the night. So, um, but it wasn't over. After the match, Io Shirai just snaps. She asked for the kendo stick from Candace, and she just goes to town again on Shayna Baszler. She Yay. then goes up top. She lands the moonsault. Then she goes back up top. She demands that Candace give her a chair. Reluctantly, Candace hands Io the chair, and Io does a moonsault with the chair on the Shayna Baszler. She snapped. She <laughs> stomps out of the ring while the crowd chants, You deserve it to <laughs> Shayna Baszler. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't. Yeah, yeah you would have loved the, the. You wouldn't have loved the match. No, I saw the the post match though. Yeah, I saw that part. And she was on on the Twitter machines talking about, oh, but when I did it, y'all didn't like me, but you cheering her when she did it. Yeah, bitch, because you're awful. Like you know, when you be trying to triple team people and somebody finally turns the ties on you, that's, we like that. <laughs> different. So, I guess they're still gonna give Io another title shot and somehow they got to involve Candace in this, so interesting little mix of the storyline coming up. Now, for the main event, Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole, baby, for the NXT Championship match. Adam Cole gets a fire entrance with uh, the Russell and Flo gentlemen rapping out uh, the lyrics to the Undisputed Era theme. So that was pretty cool. Johnny Gargano is dressed as Captain Marvel. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I heard about that. I didn't see it, but I heard about it. Johnny Gargano was down. Adam Cole picks him up and Gargano snags him into the Gargano escape. Adam Cole fights and he crawls for the ropes, but Gargano rolls him back into the middle. So Adam Cole attacks the knee and it allows him to escape. Adam Cole super kicks Johnny's injured knee. The Panama sunrise is countered, but Gargano can't follow up. So Adam Cole is able to hit the Panama sunrise followed by the last shot. He pins Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole, baby, is your new NXT champion. These boys put on a hell of a match right here. It was just as good, maybe a tick better, depending on who you ask. Mm-hmm. 
then their two out of three falls match from Brooklyn Takeover. Oh. They do this one near fall, man, where it is like, I think it's when he hit the Panama Destroyer on the outside of the ring. And then he he did he hit him like a uh, he got he faked him out like he was gonna call the undisputed era out. They didn't come out. Gargano goes to get back in the ring. When he gets back in the ring, he hits him with like a pile driver, and then he hits him with like the last shot, and he pins him, and only gets a two count. Oh, I <laughs> thought it was over. I was like, yeah, they got me on that one. But Johnny Gargano, unfortunately. Somebody posted he's the Sasha Banks of NXT. He can win the titles, but he can't defend them. Uh, popular decision mm-hmm. for Adam Cole, though, to get the belt. Everybody is uh, an Adam Cole fan. so Everybody loves Adam Cole, baby. <laughs> this was an awesome show. This was just as good as Double North, the uh, uh, AEW show. Mm-hmm. And in reality, this is probably the show that we should have expected to have an answer for Double or Nothing, not Raw or SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Because these are the guys that are like the peers to the guys in AEW. Like all the guys that are in NXT and, and aren't in Impact and aren't in ROH, they're all in AEW, so they're kind of like their own little mix of characters, but everybody else that's on like the main roster, they're kind of like in another tier above kind of those guys. But this was great. This was a... It wasn't as good. A lot of people are like, oh, best takeover ever, but every time there is a takeover, it's so good. Everybody's like, oh, best takeover ever. I... <laughs> I still think the best takeovers are takeover New Orleans is number one. The one that y'all went to the uh-huh. SummerSlam weekend, I think that's number two. Uh-huh. The first one in Brooklyn, the very, very first one with um, Sasha and Bailey, uh-huh. that's like number three. I think those are my top three. Seems legit. Yeah, I have to go back and watch a few of them. Again, just to kind of make sure, but yeah, I'll just off the top of my head, uh, there's no takeover to me that's better than New Orleans. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I've seen that one. That was the one with the ladder match the, for the North American title. So it was like Velveteen Dream, Adam Cole. Uh, oh, oh, oh! No, I saw that. One. Yeah, 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 I saw that. Yeah, one. yeah, that shit was hot. So we'll move on to something a lot less hot. <laughs> Monday Night Raw, Austin, Texas is the location. The big dog arrives. The Shane McMahon interrupts him before Roman can even start. Shane says he will shut up Roman, prove that he's the best in the world, and then pin or submit Roman. Roman tells him to shut up and says he'll just take him out since Shane won't have help. He says he will then go on to beat Drew at stomping grounds. And then that's when Drew McIntyre arrives and disputes that. And then the Revival attack Roman from behind. And the Usos come down to make the save. And we have a big brawl. And guess what that leads to, Didi? What? A match. 
match. A six-man tag team match. When does it start? Right now. No way. After a commercial. Roman Reigns and the Usos, a.k.a. the Bloodline, a.k.a. the Samoan Dynasty, a.k.a. the Samoan Coalition, face off against Drew McIntyre and the Revival. Shane crotches Jay on the top rope. Roman chases him but eats a claymore. Drew then finishes Jay with the claymore as Jimmy eats a shadow machine on the floor. After the match, Roman gets a shadow machine and a spear from Shane McMahon. Did you see this, Miss Dee? Mm, probably. I don't be paying no attention, Shane. But it was the uh, it was more like the Samoans altogether. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw them. I saw. Well, I didn't see all the match. I did see Shane spear around and though. The part that you would least like to see, right? Yeah, yeah. It was very disappointing. <laughs> But for some reason, that sticks out deeply in my mind. Like, I don't really remember how the match ended, but I remember the spear. I was like, you gotta be able to avoid it, can't you? Can't you just put your leg up? This is very disrespectful. This is break your your little leg. Let's just take this. Yeah. Now it's time for Miz TV. Seth joins the Miz. Miz asks him about his match on Friday with Corbin. But then he brings up Lesnar, allegedly cashing in tonight. Rollins says Brock may not even show up, and Heyman never tells the truth. Rollins is fine with Brock cashing in, and he says that he would be relieved because he can't be focused on what might be because he defends his title tomorrow night, which is Friday. Rollins says no one likes Corbin, but that he did earn his title shot, and then they show Heyman and Brock arriving at the arena. The Lucha House Party are here. They're followed out by Lars Sullivan. They attack Lars, but he starts beating them all down until the Luchas hit a bunch of drop kicks and send Lars to the floor. Lars growls, and then he just walks away. The Iconics, they make fun of Nikki Cross backstage. Alexa Bliss arrives and makes Outback jokes. Alexa and Nikki have some bonding time, and Bliss promises to be in Nikki's corner when she faces Peyton Royce later tonight. The man, Becky Lynch, is here. She says she's been doing some thinking, 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 doing some reflecting on 2019 so far. She's happy and content, but that's the problem. She can't be content because that's when fighters fail. She calls out Lacey Evans, promising revenge. Lacey arrives. Becky mocks her and her own Southern draw. And promises to rip her arm off. Lacey says that she will take the raw title from Becky because this is her division. Charlotte then comes out, reminding Becky not to make excuses because she beat her at Money in the Bank. But Becky asks Charlotte, where is her title? They banter back and forth with Lacey telling Charlotte that she's yesterday's noobs. Lacey slaps Charlotte and that leads to a match. I don't understand why they aren't a tag team. <laughs> why are they fighting? You know, the WWE and their choices. Like, really? They should be like the biggest tag team, the best tag team going. But anyway, Charlotte versus Lacey Evans. Lacey escapes the figure four and follows with the neck breaker. 
they both go for a running high cross and end up in a double down. And then Becky just attacks Charlotte and we get a disqualification. Ray Mysterio Jr., he has to give up the United States title. Ray says that the WWE is in his blood, and that's something that he shares with his son, who is now training. He says tonight he needs to do the right thing, and due to his injury, and that's when Samoa Joe comes out. Joe is here for his championship because, technically, Ray never beat him. Ray says he's won titles his whole career, and he's man enough to give up the title due to his injury. He lays down the title in front of Joe, and Joe chokes him out for his troubles. What is big ass Dominic? I hope Ray Mysterio gets well. I hope that his shoulder heals and he can come back in a reasonable amount of time. But paper mache Ray is not going <laughs> to allow me to have Samoa Joe choke out Dominic. <laughs> Very perturbed by this development. He could have checked out the whole family on Monday. All they had to do was come down for the ring. I've been waiting for this for three months. Gosh. All right. Cesaro challenges Ricochet to another match tonight, and Ricochet accepts. We're going to have an arm wrestling match between. Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley. So they have the special arm wrestling table. Lashley tries to piss off Braun and he succeeds. They start and Lashley pulls away. So they have to break out the strap just like from over the top. They start again and Braun wins. So after the contest, Lashley blinds him with the chalk and then he attacks Braun. But Braun regains his vision Oh, excuse me. He picks up Braun. He doesn't regain his vision. And Lashley gives Braun the big power slam. That was actually kind of impressive to see Bobby Lashley power slam Braun Strowman. Sure. Does Bobby Lashley look ashy to you? Or no? I mean, he did just throw a bunch of powder, so. No, like perpetually. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He, something tells me that, um, you know. Yeah. 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 Got to mix the Vaseline with the lotion. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't always, you know. It just look dry. Get his elbows and. And it's not like he got bad skin. His face is very even, or he's got a real good makeup application, or whichever. But he just always looks a little unmoisturized. Maybe he needs to change up his product. Maybe he just be buying that cheap stuff that don't be lasting. You know, sometimes you got you can't buy the up and up brand. You sometimes you got to get the the name brand stuff. Yeah, or you got to go old school and mix a little baby oil in that thing so you be shining well, for sure. Well, listen, baby oil gel ain't never steered me wrong. <laughs> I will say that. Oop, don't mind my noise. I have to go get a drink. It's not that kind of drink. It's just a fancy water. <laughs> oh, okay. R-Truth, he's hiding backstage as Drake Maverick and EC3 are in hot pursuit. E- e- EC3 is the next one who's going to be like, get me <laughs> off of this fucking island. 
right. Nikki Cross faces Peyton Royce. Alexa Bliss gets some coffee delivered to her. They're really <laughs> playing up this coffee. I don't get it. Royce spills it, and Billy Kay knocks Alexa Bliss down into it. She had on some white jeans, so of course, she's got stains. And then she scooted it to make sure that the stains were staining her. <laughs> but, you know, kayfabe, so you know. She was just moving because she was uncomfortable. The coffee was hot. Sure, sure, sure. That allows Nikki to hit the purge, and Nikki gets the win over Peyton Royce. After the match, Alexa Bliss, she totally snaps, and she beats down both of the Iconics. Um, I'm trying to follow this Alexa Bliss coffee thing, but they haven't um, hooked me yet. I don't know if it's just kind of like a, a thing of like, I'm somebody so somebody gives me coffee like I, I don't know if that's just what it is like they bring me coffee because I'm that girl so bring me my coffee I guess must say I enjoy her beating up the double iconics well no, now but I say I enjoyed well, Alexa doing anything I know shocks shocks all around but I could go for team psycho I'm a fan of Nikki or Nikki, how she's saying it, <laughs> Yeah, Nikki Crossing, it's it's like a contrast. She doesn't look like everybody else. Yeah. She's a little less buff, a little more brown. You know, probably her body size is closer to Bailey's, even though I think Bailey's even more muscular. But Bailey's like bright ass Bailey, hugger Bailey. So she's the only one who's like not that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's necessary. You can't have everybody looking well never mind especially if they're not going if you like Tamina or yeah you know, anybody like that because what I was going to say was you can't have you know three people who look exactly the same going for the title <laughs> on one of them shows that's exactly what happens so. <laughs> yeah forget I said anything Seth Rollins comes back to the ring He's followed by Brock's music. He calls out Brock, daring him to come out here and cash in. Instead, we get Baron Corbin. Corbin says that he's the dream crusher and he will win the title on Friday. Corbin says he retired Kurt Angle. He's going to do the same thing to Seth Rollins. They brawl. Seth Rollins dumps Baron Corbin and that's when Brock music hits, distracting Seth, which allows Baron Corbin to hit the end of days. <laughs> Brock's Ooh, music hits again and this time it's really him he rushes to the ring he hits Rollins with a low blow and then a whole bunch of chair shots and a whole bunch of German suplexes but Brock he refuses to have Heyman cash in because he's having too much fun beating up Seth Rollins we get an F5 on the floor Brock throws him back in the ring he hits him with more chair shots Heyman is begging Brock, cash it in, cash it in. But Brock decides to hit more German suplexes instead. He follows with more chair shots, and then he uses the briefcase. Then Brock leans over the ropes and tells Paul he's going to cash it in on Friday. So they spent... (laughs) 
all this time and effort promoting making these videos stephanie mcmahon oh i'm so disappointed in the actions of you know paul Heyman and brock lesnar they're making a mockery of the of the briefcase and the you know the contract so mm-hmm. then paul Heyman has this big rebuttal video i think they're in like philadelphia or somewhere because he's standing on like these steps of some famous place and and he you know makes a proclamation that on Monday night, Brock's going to cash in the money in the bank briefcase on Seth Rollins. <laughs> so guess what? People tuned in to see Seth Rollins get his ass beat. And he got his ass beat, but he just didn't lose the title. Because their <laughs> ratings were like up like 14% for like the first two hours. I'm so disgusted that this actually works for you people. Like, <laughs> It's just, it's not interesting to me. Like, that was a good beatdown, though. Maybe it's, no, it wasn't. It was the second best thing on the show. Well, it was like the third best thing on the show. That Uh, doesn't mean anything. It's raw. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm grading on the curve. The bar is the floor still. Jeez. Uh, You know, but I've accepted that maybe it's just me. Maybe I just. Yeah, you've you Brock yeah. Lesnar has worn all his welcome out with you. The la- like I said, the last time I enjoyed seeing him was when he showed up with the beard. Like he can always come back with the beard, but I don't. He's so he's like flush and pale, but also red, and like he he's carrying it. He beating people asses with it, but still leaving with the bone box and the shimmy. Like I don't need Brock Lesnar to shimmy. Like that's not what I need from him. I don't like it. Don't like it at all. I know a lot of the members of the Glow were thumbs up with this. Becky was right by Seth's side as they loaded him up in the ambulance because they had to stretch his ass out after the beating. (laughs) I was about to say black love. (laughs) (laughs) Now see, the difference is Renee Young is on the commentary. She's 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 working, working, yeah. working. She yeah. couldn't have been able to just like be like, okay, I gotta leave y'all. So when Dean was taking out those ass whoopings and everybody was like, well, why don't she help him or do something? Well, she is well, kind of in the middle of her profession right here. I would say when he was behind her and what's his name had put his neck in between the. Uh, hand railing mm-hmm, I was like ma'am go get your husband that is when I was like ma'am go get your husband but when they like fighting all over the arena but there ain't no wrestler it's not like she was a wrestler and switched to commentary she's not like a Corey Graves she's she's on commentary so I don't expect her to get down and dirty she's not but when Beth he, Phoenix yeah well, <sighs> but yeah basically she ain't Italian yeah, I like that reference better you know, Natty is like a, a good wife to Tyson, I guess. So, so anyway, she ain't no wrestler, so I don't expect her to do nothing. But when he was right behind her, I was like, "Man, you could have yanked your husband out of the way before he got clean work kicked to hell. You really could have." And he was like, "Yay! They just claimed more kicked me to hell. I'm gonna be off TV for the rest of my contract." Nope. <laughs> <laughs> 
Now it's time for the very best thing on this show. And I can't believe that I'm saying that this was the best thing on this show. Because they've been kind of like, oh, for like the last three or four with me. But the Firefly Funhouse. <laughs> Bray talks about his fitness and exercise. And he has a puppet, a pig puppet named Hushes. And so what that was supposed to represent was his old character, Husky Harris. And it was supposed to be Vince telling him that, hey, man, you could be great. You could reach the limits, the sky's the limit, but you're out of shape. You're fat. You need to get in shape. If you don't get in shape, you'll never get any of these things. So they talk about overcoming weight issues. And that's when the devil himself, Vince McMahon doll, <laughs> arrives <laughs> as Bray relives the time Vince called him fat. And then <laughs> that inspires one of the greatest moments in modern WWE. The muscle man dance. <laughs> so Bray Wyatt is full 80s wrestler here. He's got the tank top. He's got the Zubas. He's got the fanny pack. <laughs> he looks like straight up animal or Hulk Hogan from 1985 doing this muscle man dance. And uh, this shit was entertaining and funny as hell. Did you see this? No, I didn't. Oh, my God. I was cooking. I cook really late, so. Oh, you got to. You need to go back on YouTube and watch that. It, it you, you will die laughing, especially when you see the Vince McMahon little devil. Oh no, I, I saw the puppet. Oh, listen, gosh. Twitter don't let nothing pass. I saw the puppet. Oh yeah, yeah, that was great. It was me. <laughs> uh, Triple H and Randy Orton they have a stare down in the ring to hype up their match on Friday. Uh, Triple H says he ain't gonna come out here and waste time and talk for ten minutes because ain't nothing he can say or he's gonna say that's gonna make people want to see the match. Um, Orton says he ain't Batista. Triple H says, yeah, you're right, Randy. You're not Batista. Uh, you know, it was true. I told you that you would be one of the best in this business and you are one of the best in this business. And as he goes to leave, Orton tells him, Triple H, take your balls out of Steph's purse before the match on Friday. Triple H says that that's a great idea and he'll do just that. But he says his balls are so big and they're such a burden to carry. He says maybe he'll put them in his carry-on, but Orton wouldn't know about that because he's never had any balls. <laughs> Vince McMahon. The writing of Vince McMahon. That's good shit. <laughs> what was funny was all the girls on WrestleCast Twitter well, like, I know Randy Orton is not talking about anybody's balls and anybody's wife. They're like the pure nerve of you, sir. So. Yeah, because we all know who has his balls. I tell you, if you just drink enough of this little seltzer water, you can like convince yourself it's actually good. <laughs> Baron Corbin, he mocks Seth Rollins for being hurt. 
and proclaims himself the next Universal Champion. Now it's time for Ricochet and Cesaro. They work into counters until Cesaro hits the giant swing. The uppercut follows for two. Ricochet fires back with kicks, and the springboard high cross is countered as Cesaro cradles him up for a two count. Cesaro tries a tilt the world backbreaker, but Ricochet counters into a cradle, and Ricochet picks up the win. A pissed off Cesaro attacks Ricochet after the match. Cesaro gets a table from under the ring, but R-Truth is laying on it. He's been hiding under the ring the whole night. To the gaggle of jobbers, they all come down to the ringside and they start to chase him. That's when Cedric Alexander hits a tope con hilo and wipes out the whole pile. Carmella super kicks Drake Maverick and that allows her and R-Truth to run away. Highlight of the night. That might have been the best thing that on this show. <laughs> the way that R-Truth was laying on that table when he slid it out and the way he was looking, that was so funny. Undertaker comes out. He talks about coming face to face with death and says that on Friday, Goldberg will come face to face with face to face with death. Taker doesn't want Goldberg, the family man. He wants the unstoppable, mythical, legendary Goldberg. But if you bring anything less, our first match will be your last match. He will claim Goldberg's soul for all eternity because Goldberg is next. Do you ever wonder what happens when you become face-to-face with death for the very first time? Does the sky grow dark? Does the ground begin to rip open at your feet? Or just do you choke at the stench of the souls that are already gone? Goldberg this Friday you will get the answers to all those questions but when I stand across the ring for the very first time I don't want Goldberg the family man smiling as his wife and son look up beaming with joy I want the unstoppable, mythical, icon, Goldberg. I promise you, I promise you this, if you bring anything less, our first match will be your last. I will. Open the gates of hell and unleash an inhumane level of brutality for which you have never felt. When the Reaper beckons, you answer his call. I will claim your soul for all of eternity. Goldberg. You're next. And then they just cut his ass right off. I don't know if he said if he said anything else or not. 
we won't know because USA was like, no more overrun. This is all. Damn you right. Do. 11. <laughs> 11 on one. 11. Look, I was counting the time. They gave him like 11, like zero, zero, and like, like 50 some seconds. But it didn't make it to 11 on one. Well, good. Yeah, that's what I said. That was good enough. Another okay subpar middle of the road effort from Monday Night Raw, kind of par for their course with them lately. It's coming up to be June, the middle of June now. They got to do something to kickstart us into SummerSlam, or that shit is going to suck. Mm, everything is awful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nothing is good. So at this time, we're going to turn it over to you, Miss Didi Jonay, our SmackDown Madness correspondent. Oh, yeah. They were in College Station, Texas. That's where. Texas A&M? Sure. Or is it Texas? Is it Texas A&M or is it the ugly orange? No, that's Austin. That's where they were on Monday. Okay. You don't like the orange? That color is horrific. Oh, it goes awesome with blue. I saw it in person, and there was no blue where I was, so it was just a sea of disgusting orange. No shade, <laughs> if that's your school. Like, congratulations. No, 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 I'm no, sure no. you picked well. But it's ugly. They had, like, a big-ass flag and, like, seven little flags, and, like, all of these people were in all these shirts. That's where I saw the other little uh, Shawn Michaels look-alike. He was bald, though. <laughs> gorgeous. But I was like, uh-oh. Well, but- he would look like Shawn Michaels looks now, though. Like like that, but young. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I was like, wait a minute. But you know, I believe everybody's related. So I was like, hey. But he didn't look very happy. He looks like um one of them kind of magic Caucasian people. He was very cute, though. Very handsome. You know, I can't get involved. And I don't talk to strangers know how. But yeah, College Station, Texas. I digress. I'm sorry. Uh, it starts off with the new day. Kofi and Xavier arrive to kick off the show. Kofi talks about live being crazy. Um, they show clips of him going to Ghana. He's emotional. He discusses his return after 26 years away. And the looks in the eyes of the kids was the real reward. He met some relatives, hugged his grandma. Um, Ziggles arrives though, and he says he respects Kofi, but this is all about why Ziggler. Excuse me, is the way he is. Ziggles runs a video package of his story. I enjoy all of the multiple shades of blonde. I enjoy Big E in the back with AJ. Blink and you'll miss him. But I seen Tim. Yes, I did. Um, so yeah, but he says he's got nothing in return. He gave everything to the fans. He gave his soul to the WWE, but Kofi got the moment. It should have again, this is all old Raven shit. It should have been Ziggler. He should be the hero. Kofi says Ziggles had a great career, and he's been part of that many times. Kofi runs past footage of Ziggles giving up the U.S. title. Kofi says if it should have been Ziggles, it may have been Ziggles, but Ziggles took himself out of the game while Kofi never quit. At, poor summer cold, at Super Showdown, it won't be you, and as long as Kofi's champion, it shall never be Ziggles. Um, there's more video. This time, Ziggles attacks Kofi when he returns. Uh, Ziggles says Friday, it will be him. It will be Raven. 
Listen, if you don't know the context of my jokes, it should it's like what about me? What about Raven? It's a thing and I enjoyed it greatly growing up. I was going around quoting that for like the longest. <laughs> what about me? What about her? I don't know why I found it so funny, but I did and I still do. Um, anyway, Kevin Owens and his maybe kind of sort of best friend Sami Zayn have a match against Kofi and Zavi. The boom drop connects and Kofi looks for trouble in paradise, but Kevin stops him. Only for Zayvi to take Kevin Owens out. There's a trouble in paradise that connects and Kofi wins. Post-match, Ziggles lays out Kofi. Aww. But he won. Uh, Shane shows footage of the beatdown that he gave to Roman on Raw. And he says he can beat Reigns and that anything Reigns can do, he can do better. I would bet money that that's not true. I mean, I feel like he can, like, I bet, okay. Shane can jump off of High places better than Roman Reigns. Because Re- Roman loves himself, so he probably just wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, my favorite show is coming back. I'm sorry, I got distracted. Okay, next is time for a moment of bliss. She is here to interview Bailey, and she's actually on the show as a wild card from the quote unquote superior brand. And she introduces Bailey. Bliss isn't happy with her coffee. She gets a better coffee, but she wants a new mug. She makes Bailey wait. And then Bliss says Bailey had a good night at Money in the Bank. Bailey says it took years to get to that night. And Bliss says she's did the same and reminds us that she's a two-time SmackDown Women's Champion when that title meant something. Ooh. Bailey says a lot has changed and she's looking for new opponents. Bliss cuts her off, and Bailey slaps the coffee from her hands. You better thug it out, Bailey. Yes. They argue when Carmella arrives. She says, you can't talk former champions and Money in the Bank winners without her. And she wants a title shot. Then Charlotte arrives, and she says she talked with Shane, and there will be a number one contenders match to see who will face Bailey at stopping ground. That's what I meant when I told y'all earlier that there's going to be a match with, like, the same person three times. Yeah. So it's going to be Alexa Bliss, the little one. Carmella, the medium-sized one, and Charlotte, the tall one. So it's like little Starbucks-sized cups. <laughs> yeah. Small, medium, and grande? Tall, grande, venti. Oh, okay. See, I don't drink their coffee, so I don't know how it goes. Yeah. I don't drink it either. Too many carbs. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. Conscious about everything. That is literally my life now. Oh, I can't have that. Oh, I can't have that. Oh, looks nice. Can't have that. Oh, I ate cake today. I wasn't supposed to. Can you rip it by my belly and maybe, you know, the calories will get into me by osmosis? Sometimes you just get it from food you can't eat. You just smell it like, mm, smells nice. Can't have that, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. I had cake today, though. What kind? Because, um... Uh, wedding cake. Oh. She, um, well, it was like a bridal shower. So, Same but oddly enough, icing is I, so good. But I don't eat icing. So, I know I'm weird. I don't eat icing. So, like, you know, peel off the fondant part and then, you know, separate out that, that middle part because, you know, you always have icing in the middle of the layers. Take that part out. The cake itself, oddly enough, tasted like the cream in an Oreo. Oh, my gosh. It was delicious. I bet it was. 
And I was like, that is the weirdest thing. Like, I've never experienced that. But I I certainly had me a piece. And it was, <laughs> it, was, it was great. And I had me some, what did I have me? Some strawberry rosé. I was like, oh, they make fruit punch now. This little new fancy. And then it was Prosecco. I had me some of that, too. Yeah, I was acting up today. That's why I'm drinking water now. <laughs> but... <laughs> Again, I digress. Carmelo meets the truth, and he talks about his issues defending the 24-7 title. Shane calls him, well, and she texts, he texts truth. He said he's, my words, truth apologizes for last week, and Shane books him in a match that is going to happen next. It's versus Elias. Um, There are a gaggle of jobbers that surround the ring. However, during this match, only Elias can win the title. Elias dumps Truth and Truth gets rolled back in and Elias rolls him up for the win. Now that means Elias is your 24-7 champion. However, the rules were you cannot interfere during the match. The match is over. That means Elias now has a target as big as the belt. Truth chases Elias under the ring. The others fight and then Truth pins Elias and wins the title back. Is that making him like a three-time champion or a four-time champion? Think one, one, one. I think he's at like I four. think it's four. Yeah, I think yeah, it's four. Yeah, I think he's at four. An icon. This title <laughs> is the best thing that ever happened to him. And he's so funny because he goes through he goes through like really weird blocks of time where he's like super fucking popular for like not doing much at all. But it's like everybody gets behind him. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause he can take the he can take the comedy and do it yeah not everybody like some people like dean ambrose gold dust they don't want to do the comedy but our truth is like if that should get me on tv give me the comedy yeah he's funny i appreciate him um shane and the revival arrive i guess yeah shane then gets his special announcement this leads. Why does this lead to CM Punk chance? Can you people get over it? He doesn't like you all anymore. He's over <laughs> us. Like you're like you're begging for a man who don't want you. We don't like it when it happens on Maury. Why do we like it in wrestling? CM Punk said no, thank you. As evidenced by the fact that he ain't in WWE, he ain't at Ring of Honor, he ain't over there. What's it called? Global Force Wrestling is what they call it now, I guess. He ain't in that new shit neither. He's not here. He doesn't like us anymore. Like, you should feel ashamed of yourself. Don't beg for a man that don't want you. Did your mom ever told you that? Anyway. Shane praises the revival for taking care of the Usos on Raw. And then their help in taking out Reigns. Shane says, so imagine what he'll do to Reigns on Friday. Nothing. Or drop from a tall ass building onto him. Maybe he likes doing that. He said he broke Reigns down like a bad dog on Raw, putting him in his place. See, that's racist talk. He'll neuter the big dog on Friday. Reigns arrives and brawls with the revival, taking them out with Superman punches. He heads to the ring and Drew wipes out Reigns with a claymore. Yeah, he did. Looked like it hurt him. He rolls Reigns into the ring and Shane hits a spear. I just, I don't, I can't. They doing you. They doing your man dirty, Drew. Drew. They are making Drew a, a real threat. 
As he should be. He's a very big man. And it, he's a weird one where I didn't realize how big he was until he stood next to Braun Strowman and didn't actually look small. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. Yeah, Braun, so, Braun Strowman is kind of like the measuring stick for like, mm, yeah. He's a lot smaller than I thought he was. Yeah. Cause it's like you when you see, like you know it's like when you're looking at two or five live boys all together they don't look small when you see them next to like a Roman Reigns you're like oh you are small <laughs> right but then when you see a Roman Reigns next to a Braun Strowman you're like oh it can get much bigger oh, I didn't know that so when you see somebody like Drew and you're like oh you are a big boy and I think it's good to reinforce that because he's a big he's a big boy like, that's a man right there. That's, He's grown, okay? <laughs> grown. But anyway, uh, Battle of the Blondes, Alexa versus Carmella versus Charlotte. Um, the winner will be the number one contender for the SmackDown Women's title. Carmella superkicks Charlotte, but Mandy and Sonya attack. Why are they attacking? Allowing Bliss to hit the DDT on Carmella and Arts Hall. Gr- Oh, Mocha Frappuccino, she wouldn't be that. She'd be a vanilla latte. Our tall <laughs> vanilla latte wins. And she's strung down the ring like that bitch. And I don't know when I decided I like her. It's it's just temporary. Don't, don't. But, well, come on. That's cool. Go get your host. Just go full embrace it. Just embrace it all the way as long as you're there. Now, listen, I, I got Liv Morgan already because of some things that happened at, was it WrestleMania? Yeah. 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 I already decided I was I was there for her, and it's just like that's too many blondes. I can't. <laughs> they've been I doing, can't. you know, they've been doing those girls real dirty, man. The Riot Squad. Oh man, I haven't even seen them. What I are know, they? right? They, ever since they got smashed out by Ronda, they haven't been on TV since. And you know how long ago that's been? That's been forever ago, because Ronda ain't been around since WrestleMania. Right. That's crazy. Maybe you can do something with some of them. Even if it's just getting some coffee for a little bit. No, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> That'd be awful. Don't do that. Forget I said anything. That's awful. Anyway, Kayla, why are they keeping ethnic people to interview Lars Sullivan? I feel like that also is racism. But because, Kayla asked Because huh? Vince wants the he wants the he wants you to trigger that thought. The irony. That's why he was like People my whole life have been calling me, and then you know everybody on our side is like a racist. <laughs> and then, you know he says what he says. Uh, he's a mess. Um, he snarls. He says, "Would you ask a lion why they stalk prey, or a nightingale why they sing? Why would you ask him that question?" They call him a freak. And he makes Kayla say, first of all, you're not going to make me say anything. Who do you think you're talking to? He said he's here to destroy, to show the world that it is full of pain, agony, and real freaks of nature. Like he, Lars asks her if she likes fairy tales and then says three blind mice, see how they run. Wait, okay, first of all, that's also racism because of Speedy Gonzalez. All right, not right. Watch how they're caught. Watch how their tails are ripped off. And that's not how the thing goes. And wh- and a portrait is painted with their bodily fluids. I don't know. Fairy tales are always be reading. But yeah, it was racism. I saw it. Next was Andrade versus Apollo Cruz. Andrade attacks before the bell and lays out Cruz with the hammerline DDT. 
Finn Balor makes the save. They get the brawl in. Selena distracts Baylor. Distracts Baylor. And Andrade lays him out with the Hamilton DDT. Next, for your final segment of the night, Goldberg arrives with no pyro. So who cares? (laughs) If you have no sparkles, there is no point. But the crowd is happy to see him. And Goldberg thanks them for their response. He says he's been waiting over 20 plus years to go one-on-one with Taker. And now he gets the match he always wanted. Taker doesn't want family men. Goldberg has never... Goldberg's got that, like, fat child and things. You know, family man. He wants the ass-kicking machine. And Goldberg appreciates the advice, and he left that family man at home. On Friday, he promises that Taker will get the Goldberg he wants, and Taker will get the ass-kicking. Once and for all, we will see who the better man is, because Taker is next to rest in peace. And then out of nowhere, first of all, if you've been watching WWE long enough, you already knew the dong was coming. But, you know... Like Pavlov, you go ape, you go ape shit when you hear it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you knew it was gonna happen. It still flames when it happens. Um, so he appears and he's like directly behind him. And I appreciate that Goldberg did that thing where he was like, "What? Uh, uh, I know where you are." So they come face to face. The dawn sounds again. The lights go off. When the lights come back on, Taker is gone. He rolled out that ring real quick. Skill set. Um, Goldberg is like, that's it, huh? Friday it is then. Bring your jock strap and tie that some bitch up tight. I miss Steve Austin. <laughs> I don't know why that reminded me of him. But I do miss Stone Cold. So yeah, that was how your SmackDown ended for the week. Yeah. They gotta do they gotta juice it up. Gotta mm-hmm. get some juice to it, man. Got no juice. They got Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn out here jobbing in the beginning, not even getting no real mic time. Did you see when he passed Dolph Ziggler and he told him, "No, it really should have been me." <laughs> 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 but um, yeah, man. Other than that, man, this SmackDown wasn't really that popping, locking like it could have been. Could have been really good, but it's just missing something right now. WWE as a whole is missing something right now. I think it's the the switching back and forth. Yeah. You can't get like you can't get set on like okay, these are the people that's on this show. Every week it's like, oh well, okay, he's here this week. So that means that's automatically somebody from the show you're not probably gonna see. Because they're taking up a spot. It was like they were like, "Oh, y'all know what? We got this match between um, Andrade and Finn on Friday. Um, we need to hype it up. Oh snap! How can we get it in here right quick? Okay, let's stick it in right here. Poor Apollo mm-hmm. Crews just coming out there for an entrance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wish he would go back to NXT. Who? Apollo Crews. Oh yeah, he should. He should. Tyler Breeze is back in NXT. I feel like Tyler Breeze is going to be great at NXT. Yeah, he is. It's going to be, like, be a lot of fun. Like, I don't... And we'll see if it ever gets to the point where it's like... Because it's like... Let me get my thoughts together. What's his name? Champa. 
Mm-hmm. He when he had the belt, he was making moves like, I don't need to go nowhere. This is actually the star of the crown jewel. I don't need to move up. There's no moving up because that's not better. And we all know that that technically that's true, but with the way that they perceive it in the universe, it's not true. But storyline wise, work wise, it, it's probably facts. So I appreciate the idea that it's not necessarily like a step backwards to go back to NXT. And I feel like if they thought about it that way, they would probably go back, certain people. Right. The only thing is, you just need to be on that main roster for a couple of years so your contract is set. So when you go back to NXT, they paying you that main roster paper. Oh, smart. Ah, y'all are forward thinking. I like it. Because <laughs> when you're down to NXT, you're not getting that main roster paper. You're getting that independent contract paper. Yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah, so that's okay. that's the only that's really the only reason why everybody's like I got to get to the main roster. I'm starving. Okay, then that makes sense. So yeah, go on to the main roster and then just like chill out and catering, like uh, Kurt Axel did. Listen, I bet you, uh, Wyndham Rotunda's little brother would be great in NXT. Oh yeah, oh yeah. If Bo Dallas went back to NXT, yeah, he could kill oh, it again. That'd be great. Get the believe going again. I love. I was a believer, actually, very much so. I miss. I miss that Bo Dallas actually. <laughs> He's uh, like, he was the best. Yeah, but like, really, like we were talking about. I don't know who I was talking about this with, but what they need to do is they need to pare the roster down by about thirty people. And then that way, if they can cut some of the bloat off of the main roster and then just concentrate on, like, 25 people or 30 people, then maybe it could work. But right now, man, with them carrying, like, almost 100 people on the main roster, there's no way they're going to have something for everybody to make everybody feel great. And people just get frustrated because... Every time you go to work, you got to pay for your hotels and you got to pay for your rental car. And they might not do shit with you. But you got to show up to the building, hang around till the end, then drive the three hours or the, you know, 250 miles or whatever to the next place and do it all over again. Right. So, that's got to suck for like an easy three. That's why he'd be looking like that. And then on cameras. <laughs> so we'll talk about the quick NXT show. It was basically a highlight recap of the TakeOver event. We had two matches. Keith Lee, he defeated Kona Reeves. He hit him with the limit breaker. Keith Lee got the win. Then we got a whole bunch of highlights. Get the highlights from the uh, women's TakeOver title match. And then they announced that next week, Io Shirai and Candice LeRae will team up to battle Jessamine Duke and Marina Shafir. They show us highlights from the tag team ladder match where the Street Profits became the champions. And then they have an interview with the Street Profits backstage when they came through the curtain. And uh, what was pretty cool was uh, the dude who was always their cameraman when they did all their little promos and their little uh, vignettes. 
when they were trying to get their title shot and stuff, they like shouted him out and actually got him out from behind the camera and was like, this is our day one right here. You've been with us, you know what I'm saying? When we was nothing trying to get it, get here, we finally got here. And they was talking about him more than, and he was like, hey, what about these? And he was like, yeah, th- those are cool, but you know what I'm saying? So they made it all about him. So that was pretty cool. Then we get some highlights from the Velveteen Dream versus Tyler Breeze. Tyler Breeze promo. He comments on the loss, noting that it could have gone either way, but Dream won, and he's the champion for a reason. And then we get that Damian Priest video package. And then we get our main event. Mia Yim faces off against Bianca Belair in their rubber match. Mia Yim counters the alley-oop into a hanging guillotine, but Bianca powers out. We get some kicks by Mia Yim, and then she hits a super protect your neck off of the ropes, and Mia Yim picks up the victory over Bianca Belair. We see highlights of Kushida beating Drew Gulak last week. Gulak claims to be the best submission specialist in WWE, and he was insulted when Kushida used the ghetto clutch to pin it. So they will have a rematch next week in a submissive match. Now, that's going to be damn good. If it's anything like the match Drew Gulak was talking about, if it's anything as good as that or better, mm, yeah, that could be the match of the year in NXT TV. And also next week, we're going to get Team 1 and 2, Tony Lorcan and Danny Birch going up against Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong. And then the show ends with the highlights from the main event with Adam Cole, baby, capturing the NXT title. <laughs> so I'm going to go on a little rant here. Please check out the New Japan Pro Wrestling event that took place, Best of the Super Juniors. That took place on Wednesday. John Moxley, a.k.a. Dean Ambrose, is your new IWGP United States Champion. He beat the artist formerly known as C.J. Parker, now known as Juice Robinson, for that title. Great match, great brawl, great fight. He lumped Juice Robinson up hard way. And Juice Robinson had all kinds of knots on his head when they did the interview after the match. Um, no jeans, no dirty t-shirt. He had on some like spandex shorts, no shirt, and some ASIC wrestling boots like you would wrestle in the Olympics in. No rebound clothesline. It was good shit. Tanahashi versus Jay White. Also, really good shit. Jay White coming into his own. The Sling Blade. And then the main event. Young Will Ospreay defeated Shingo Takagi. Shingo Takagi had came into the uh, organization last October. And he'd been undefeated. He hadn't been pinned in like 97 matches. So they'd ha- they he'd lost some tag matches, but he hadn't been the one that was pinned. But mm-hmm. Will Ospreay finally pinned him. He went through this whole tournament to get to the finals. Shingo did undefeated. So that was a really good match. So check that out. Best of the Super Juniors final. On Sunday, they're going to have another card in New Japan. 
Chris Jericho is going to main event that card. He's going to wrestle for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship against Okada. That should be a good match. Naito is going to try to get the IWGP uh, Intercontinental Championship away from Kota Ibushi. If you do watch this, Miss Didi Jonay, this would be mm-hmm. very fun, but you would be very drunk very fast. <laughs> if you played a drinking game for mm-hmm. every time one of them lands on their neck or shoulders, Ooh. yeah. It's like they have a personal thing to see who can make the other one land on their neck and shoulders the nastiest. It's just so bad. But yeah. You would be drunk within the first five minutes of this match. I'm telling you, this is just going to be a war. Dragon Lee, he's going to defend the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship against Will Ospreay. Will Ospreay earns that title shot by winning the Best of the Super Juniors Tournament. So they're going to turn around and they're going to have that match on Sunday. So please check out Dominion on Sunday. Use the hashtag CastAStrongStyle. If you do, to share your commentary with color. Bunch of good matches have taken place in the last two weeks. Try to branch out outside of the WWE if you can. Cody and Dustin, Master of the Year candidate. Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano from TakeOver this past week, Master of the Year candidate. The match to determine who is going to go to the finals between uh, Shingo Takagi and Taji Ishimori in New Japan. Definitely Master Year candidate and the Best of the Juniors final as well. So just some really great matches the last four weeks in wrestling. If you consume things outside of Raw and SmackDown, I would highly advise you do so at this point until they get their stuff back together. Um, there is good wrestling out there if you um, just take a chance on something that's not maybe what you're used to. So that would be my advice. I'll try to find some links to those new Japan matches, put those up under the uh, hashtag what we're watching. So you guys can check those out. Um, really good stuff. Great content. So at this point, Miss Didi Jone, it's mm-hmm. time for your shout outs. and thank yous. Oh, shout out to you. Shout out to Greg and Gray's little baby. Shout out to Sam. Shout out to chairman. Shout out to Mel. Cause Mel always gets shout outs. Um, shout out to my work wife. It's her birthday or at this one, it would have been her birthday, but we still have like a week of celebrations left. Like (laughs) she planned a bar crawl. It has like bingo. I believe that we're having, I think she said we're getting like straws. Like, cause you know, you, you can't have plastic straws anymore. Right. Like, I think she's getting us like metal metal joints. Yeah, like it's a thing. And I was like, okay. I hope you um, prepare like tonight. You're doing the right thing, drinking all this water. Mm-hmm. Oh, this that's on next week. So I have oh, time yeah. to like oh, yeah. hydrate. Yeah, definitely hydrate. Yeah, I got Start like nine days weekend. to get. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. And she's like, you must wear bright colors. And so I was like, okay. Oh, I know exactly what you could wear. You feel the closure. Trying to get chose. I'm about to be looking like a thought pocket out here. Oh goodness. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I'm not joking. But yeah, um, shout out to her. 
Shout out to uh, my boss's boss's boss. That's the one who's getting married in July. And I actually got an invite to the wedding. I'm going to the wedding. Because, you know, people be stingy with their um, reception invites. And she was like, I, she, she's funny. She like straight DC. She was like, so I can't really like invite you to the wedding and not the reception, can I? I was like, <laughs> no. I was like, no, ma'am. I was like, you don't have to invite me to either, but you're not going to invite me to just the wedding. Yeah, Tell you I, that one right now. I, I would, I would be, I would rather take the <laughs> invitation to the reception and just be like, "Hey, congratulations, it, you're married." Exactly. Don't let me go that damn way, girl. So I was like, "No, ma'am," and she was like, "Okay, <laughs> all right, <laughs> you can come." I was like, "Thank you." <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but yeah. Um. So shout out to her, and then shout out to Jade, of course. And yeah, that's it. Shout out to Miss Didi Jonet. Shout out to Greg. Shout out to Sam. Shout out to everybody that listens to the Razzlecast, Cast a Strong Style, and all the other podcasts here on the CSPN. Thank you to all the podcasters who give up their time and put in the effort each and every week to make the network what it is. Please support CSPN by clicking on the tab that says Keep Our Podcast Free at the top of our webpage. Also, sign up for the Dark Match over on patreon.com forward slash CSPN media and also buy some WrestleCast merch at teespring.com forward slash stores CSPN so for my Smackdown Matters correspondent Miss Didi Jonet I'm your host Don DeLaRente this has been episode 240 of the WrestleCast please stay tuned for the parting promo I've been waiting over 20 years to experience what it would be like in this ring one-on-one with The Undertaker. Now, I finally get that match I always wanted. Now, listening to Taker last night on Raw, he made an interesting point. He stated that he did not want to share the ring with the family man, Goldberg. He'd rather share the ring with the icon, the ass-kicking machine, Goldberg, that went 173 and 0. Well, Taker, I, I greatly appreciate your advice. And what it did was... It made a light switch go off in my head. Because he's right. I don't want the family man Goldberg anywhere near Taker. Because I think he'd fall short. So I left his ass at home. As I'm standing here, Taker, I can guarantee you that you're going to get the Goldberg that you've been watching for 20 years. The Goldberg that you've been wondering how you stack up against that. How you stack up against this. (laughs) Well, you're going to get that ass-kicking Goldberg that you asked for. 
Because Friday night, once and for all, we will all find out who the better man is. Because Undertaker, you're next to rest in peace. So that's it. Friday night it is then. Big man, bring your jock strap and tighten that some up tight. Because it's going to be a ride.